0: Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan.
1: Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Kendra Sheehan alongside Eric Danner. We gotta dress your pet this week in Wackier with Whoa. Tickets for WAC Vegas a game that was on ESPNU, yes, and we had a terrific interview with Abilene Christian, basketball women's head coach, Julie Goodenough, after her team came back from a 19-point second-half deficit to beat New Mexico State. That is all coming up on the WAC Podcast. Stay with us.
2: Big show this week. (laughs) A lot to talk about, like you said, Kendra. And let's start with that ESPNU game, because first nationally televised game, at GCU, the the Havocs, we knew they would show up. They had their neon colors on. I mean, they didn't just show. They it looked were, good on the they broadcast. Stood out.
1: I think they and might have done some research. What looks good on air? I think they,
2: <laughs> I think there's been a lot of research done there. And GCU as a team, I mean, from start to finish, they they were not going to lose that night. Turns out, uh, we we found out uh, later on. It would have been Oscar Ferrer's birthday. Oscar Ferrer, of course, tragically passed away right after the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, One of the top players for the Lopes uh, the last four or five years. And so his memory fresh in their mind, they were not going to be denied. Sean Miller-Moore, who has actually uh, some Oscar Ferrer tattoo artwork on his legs, uh, talked a little bit about it after the game. And again, Sean Miller-Moore... Holland Woods the second uh, the, this combination has been unstoppable oh, on these yeah. alley oops so unstoppable that it was uh, our whack-top play this week
1: that i mean their connection is undeniable and i really liked one of the quotes that head coach Bryce Drew had said after the game he said i told them oh is so proud of you guys right now because oh always play with such charisma and such joy and that's what we did tonight so you know it had to have been a tough game just mentally for these guys just you know with what happened to their teammate last year but to have it on that national stage and to be his birthday and to have everything come together and end the way that it did it had to be a terrific moment of course getting their seventh consecutive win
2: seventh six or 7th is it seven seventh oh see i thought it was six so well that's what we the may the GCU, have some erroneous this
1: information this is there. what they're uh thing says on there
2: <laughs> well if the thing says if it the let's thing go by this the thing. their press release uh, we are recording this on a thursday so they will be playing Stephen f austin tonight yeah in nacogdoches uh this is one when the league first was formed and you start thinking about these kind of matchups Stephen f a couple of years ago went into duke and beat kochiszewski and the blue devils so this is a team that has a lot of big game experience so that should be a fun one to watch and then also uh, with their travel partner being New Mexico State, GCU New Mexico State, New Mexico State playing Sam Houston. That's our WAC featured game of the week. Sam Houston defeating Stephen F. Austin in the Battle of the Piney Woods on the hardwood, if you will. <laughs> and a, a very low-scoring affair, but had some, some pretty spectacular highlights in that one. So Sam Houston 5-1 and one in the WAC, even though non-conference, they did not start off the way they wanted to. Bearcats. Aggies Aggies on a 10-game win streak, one of the longest win streaks in the country, and that is our our featured game. That'll be tonight. Get your popcorn ready.
1: Oh, yeah, and if we see Teddy Allen do what he did in his last game out, 41 points. 41 points. I think the was the 41... the 40 41th? how do you say that Forty first. Forty first. yeah yes take that out <laughs>
2: <laughs> no we're keeping that in
1: 41st <laughs> uh, um was that on a free throw
2: I oh i, I didn't see the 30th? actual 41st point i think that but interestingly enough he scored 41 points in a game last year when he was a starter at nebraska so he is good at scoring a lot of points and we're seeing that as the season goes along And New Mexico State, a real fun team to watch, and they seem to be getting better as the season goes along with new players like Teddy Allen, new faces being mixed in with some of the older players, Sir Jabari Rice, Johnny McCants. Chris Janz, of course, does a great job coaching. So that will be one to – have to kind of switch back and forth because I think both games are at the same time on ESPN plus the GCU SFA and Sam Houston. New Mexico State both 6.30 Central time tonight.
1: Well, I know that I'm monitoring tonight, so if I bring my work laptop home, and then I got my personal laptop, I can actually watch both at the exact same time, and hey, you know, my TV is a smart TV, I can put ESPN Plus on, and I can watch three games at once.
2: Yeah, so I have Hulu, <laughs> I, So I've, I've noticed recently that the games that are in ESPN Plus now show up on the Hulu on the schedule.
1: Oh, okay. So
2: I'm able to watch on my laptop and on my television. Oh. Whoa.
1: Fancy mind
2: blown. See,
1: I don't have a Hulu subscription.
2: Yeah, I, I had to do it,
1: had to do it, I had
2: to have the ESPN and all that stuff on there because I, I, I gotta have it. I gotta be able to get ESPN U so I can see when Grand Canyon's on. I mean, against Tarleton,
1: when the Lopes put on a performance like they do, you don't want to miss it.
2: You do not want to miss it. Um, uh, we had some other exciting games uh, in the past week and. Seattle U visiting California Baptist. Seattle U, you talk about a team flying under the radar right yeah. now in the WAC. Jim Hayford, of course, uh, resigned earlier in the season. So, you know, some turmoil to to uh, start the year. But they have responded, and they are undefeated in WAC play. And in a big-time way, having it happen, CBU Monday night, they're down. They come back. Riley Grigsby, big shot, sends the game into OT. Red Hawks then cruise to victory in ot at cbu and that's not an easy place to win and uh th- this is a team uh darian Tremel seems to be back to where he was last year grigsby uh, you talked to him at uh WAC basketball media day this is uh this is a scary team right now if you got them on your uh schedule
1: absolutely especially i think the california baptist lancers had just passed Utah Valley, 75-73. That was a big win over Fardaz Amac and the Wolverines and company. And so then having that momentum and coming into this game against Seattle U for Seattle U to come out and play like they did, I mean, they're 13-4, 4-0 in the whack. That's kind of surprising. I feel like that was a team that, like you mentioned, did kind of go under the radar.
2: Well, we talk about Grand Canyon, New Mexico State quite a bit, so it'll be interesting to see – you know how Seattle U continues to progress. They had a few games postponed earlier in the year with uh, with COVID. Uh, at Abilene Christian tonight, that's a pretty good game, if you ask me.
1: I got to borrow somebody's. I have my other TV. <laughs> I can move into the living room and I can have a four game setup.
2: And then uh, Seattle U will be playing at Tarleton, uh, and then their their travel partner, Utah Valley, playing the same teams on the flip side of that. Uh, you mentioned. Utah Valley losing to CBU uh, before that Seattle U game, Utah Valley traveling to California Baptist uh, this past Saturday, and CBU coming away with a two-point victory, Uh, so a very big win for them, minus uh, Taryn Armstrong, who's been battling injuries this year.
1: Yeah, and I think the Lancers struggled a bit when Taryn was initially out, and now who comes in to save the day but Brother Trey. <laughs> That's right, Trey, Trey Armstrong. Brother Trey Armstrong stepping up. He had uh, season-high 28 points, bringing it when they need it the most. And we're
2: seeing uh, Dan Auken, uh, the transfer from uh, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, coming in, having a big impact, and uh, Trey starting to kind of find his footing. And then Reed Nottage, a guy who had a, a lot of big games last year, he's starting to emerge more. And, of course, Ty Rowe who's been around since the Division two days, he's always very consistent for the Lancers as well. So it's, it's a great time of year. January, you know, we're starting to figure out, you know, who's, who's contending and, you know, who's who, some matchups potentially for WAC Vegas, which is seven weeks away. Is yeah. That yeah.
1: How about when Taron comes back, though? This team already figured out a way to win without this guy. Bring Taron into the picture. Who's going to stop them?
2: Well, Just I mean, there are a about. lot of good teams in the league, So, but they, uh, for a 1-3 team currently <laughs> in the WAC, they are very good. Uh, speaking of, of a team maybe that's uh, surprising a little bit, you look at the standings, Chicago State now 2-4 and four in the WAC, winning their first road game in the uh, conference, I believe, since 2017, as they won at Lamar last week
1: you love to see Chicago State doing well. Head coach Jared Gillian in his first season with the Cougars is starting to put the pieces together. This is kind of a brand new team. I mean, they were just pulling people in. They were recruiting a bunch. They added um, Ali Diba, who has kind of become a bright spot for this team right after Christmas break or before right around that area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of moving pieces that have to figure out how to play together, and I feel like we're getting into the point where maybe things are starting to click for them.
2: And if we're going to do a transition now to women's basketball, uh,
1: this Chicago
2: state, Aaliyah Collins, the U S BWA national freshman of the week. She's been whack ticket smarter freshman of the week, four times already this year. You had her on whack all access and what a delightful, uh, young person she is and coming in right away and didn't really have a lot of offers as when you talked to her that, uh you know had had some things fall through and and she winds up uh you know being able to go to Chicago State and, and not only uh start but be one of their top players and and the top freshman in the league so far this year
1: yeah she's from Washington and it was right around the time when they had announced that seniors could come back for their COVID year and so she had some offers Division one offers out West. And then when they found out, okay, well we can have these players back kind of fell through. She couldn't have a scholarship when the numbers weren't there anymore. And so she didn't think she was going to be able to play division one. She was looking at D two. And then somehow I think there was a connection there that she was able to get to Chicago State, and I know that when I spoke to her, it was it was rough at first just with the team kind of connecting and everything. It was There wasn't a lot of team chemistry there at first, and they really worked on that, and I think we're starting to see that more. And, of course, Aaliyah Collins has been tremendous, averaging 19 points, 5.7 rebounds per game. She's someone to watch probably in the future.
2: And to see them win at Seattle U when they played there and uh, watching that game, noticing there was a pretty – large contingency if you will for Chicago State at Seattle U during a you know a day game type of deal Uh, I assume it was Aaliyah's family uh, sitting behind the uh, Chicago State bench making the trip since she is from Washington being able to see her play in person
1: oh absolutely that had to been a special moment for her family to be able to see and of course see them get the victory so what her family's saying or what she's telling the team is that her family's got to travel to the road trips because they're the watch charm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And we're also uh, giving a shout out to Stephanie Vischer of Stephen F. Austin. She has been named to the Her Hoop Stats 2022 Becky Hammond Mid Major Player of the Year Midseason Watch List. Only 15 players. Uh, again, to be a mid major, basically not from one of the Power Five schools or Power Six schools, as they're referred to in, in basketball. So uh, that, that's a great uh, honor. Becky Hammond, we've talked about on the show several times, former WAC player, WAC all-time leading scorer uh, oh, when she yeah. was at Colorado State and went on to a great professional career and now coaching and uh, the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA.
1: That's right. What an honor for Stephanie Vischer. She's currently leading her team, averaging 12.6 points per game to help lead the Lumberjacks to a 5-0 o Star in whack play. Fourteen and three overall. Lumberjacks. Lady Jacks are not a team to be messed with.
2: Well, especially this week because uh, both of their games have been uh, postponed.
1: No, <laughs> you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> uh,
2: they were supposed to play at GCU at New Mexico State. That's right. Uh, uh, postponed because of COVID, I believe that uh, game. I, I don't know if it's official yet uh, against GCU. They were trying to get that rescheduled. Stephen F. One of the top women's teams in the league already. Uh, Stephanie Vischer, one of the top players in the league, so congratulations to her. Uh, California Baptist continues to be uh, one of the top teams in the league, and they are going to be in our WAC Women's Featured Game of the Week as they will entertain Abilene Christian this week.
1: That's right. Abilene Christian making the road trip out west. They first take on Seattle U, and then they'll take on California Baptist. CBU's right now four and zero whack play thirteen and two on the season. They've got Anya Oleda who's been tremendous all season. We could talk about her for hours. We talk about her all the time, but
2: Caitlin Harper,
1: Caitlin Harper is too. You know you don't want to
2: leading the league in scoring.
1: That is true. That's a great point.
2: And just ever as soon as you think she's you know maybe had her best game she has another great game she had 30 points against Utah Valley that's crazy and a win on the road that was a career high for her so she's our whack ticket smarter player of the week and she's had a couple of those this year so CBU it's not it's not just a one-person team they have several players uh, three players I believe that have been players of the week uh, this year already uh, a lot of, a lot of fun to watch that team. As we move forward.
1: Yeah, and I know Abilene Christian is 4-2 and two in the WAC, but they're coming off that big win over New Mexico State where they came back in the second half. So they're riding a ton of momentum. They get Seattle U to kind of get back into things. Seattle U is 0-3 in the WAC right now. And then they take on the reigning WAC <laughs> tournament champs, CBU.
2: They do. And you're going to talk with Julie Goodenough, the head coach of the Wildcats, In our next segment. But before we go to that... You don't want to miss
1: that one. Wanted
2: to talk a little bit about... We're only a month away from the WAC Indoor Track and Field Championships in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we're looking forward to that. Uh,
1: February 18th and 19th. A
2: a big, big time event. So yeah, less than a month away from that. So I, I will be going to that. The following week, you're going to Houston for the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships. So... We will be in championship season before we know it. And like we said, only seven weeks away from Whack Vegas.
1: And I can't wait. I haven't been to Vegas since I was like a little, little I went for a soccer tournament a long time ago. Uh, but like I was probably like 16. Well, I
2: think I've told you from our perspective.
1: We won't go anywhere. <laughs> I won't see Vegas. <laughs> we're we
2: we're, we're going to have 16 games in four days. Yeah. So four games every day. Uh, we're going to be watching a lot of basketball learning. You're going to be interviewing all kinds of people while you're there. Uh, but it's uh, it's fun, but it's uh, by the by the time you're done, you're kind of like, oof, time for a nap for about uh, three weeks here. Oh, uh, man.
1: So basically what you're saying is that next week, I won't be in the office.
2: Uh, you will be in the <laughs> office because we will have two teams headed to the NCAA tournament. That's
1: a great point possibly, after that.
2: Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, possibly more, but hey... Uh, and then we'll be following whoever wins the tournament into the, the NCAAs. That's uh, a great point. Unless it's CBU. Uh, CBU is in the WAC tournament, not eligible for the NCAAs because they're still transitioning from Division two to Division one. So like last year when they won, they went to the WNIT as opposed to the, uh, the NCAAs. So, uh, but that's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot to think about there.
1: All right, let's go ahead and take a listen to – Abilene Christian women's basketball head coach, Julie Goodenough, her interview that I had with her wonderful interview. Going to want to take a listen to this one.
0: Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit Tires.com.
1: Welcome back to the Road to WAC Vegas. I'm Kendra Sheehan, joined by Abilene Christian women's head basketball coach, Julie Goodenough. 12 and five overall in the season, four and two in the WAC. And we have to talk about last game you guys played, overcoming a 19 point deficit against New Mexico State to win. What did you learn about the fight and resilience of your team?
3: Yeah, this is a really gritty group. Um, you know, they they work hard every day. They're putting the work in, and they want to see it pay off with victories. And um, I think just the close loss we had on Thursday night kind of fired the comeback, fueled and fired our comeback on Saturday. It's like, hey, we're not we're not losing another game at home, and um, we for whatever reason the fourth quarter we were just a lot more sharp on defense uh you know we really took responsibility for defensive assignments and I I really credit our defensive stops in the fourth quarter to the comeback because our defensive stops uh carried us into some early offense baskets and um you know our players just never gave up you know they they continued being coachable and encouraging each other and um you know our our Home photographer. He did a great job taking pictures of our bench. You know, our bench just stayed into the game until the final buzzer. But um, you know, we we've been down in quite a few games this year that we've been able to overcome some deficits and and get the win. But nothing like the 19 point deficit. And so, just really proud of our team for not quitting, not throwing in the towel. You know, they just continue to play hard and. You know, like I said, I think just the way we started the fourth quarter and continued playing really good team defense in the fourth quarter was a big key to to finishing that game off with a win.
1: That was certainly an impressive game. And one of those players, freshman Bella Earl, I feel like has really come into her own. She had 16 points, a career high in that game against New Mexico State. How have you watched her develop this season?
3: You know, it's it's mid-January, and this is about the time that things really start clicking for freshmen. Um and Bella's played a lot of quality minutes for us. And um, I think that she just uh, uh, really, I think, was comfortable in with herself and her skill set in that game. And she didn't try to force anything out of character. You know, she let the offense come to her. She benefited a lot from our defensive stop. She's a first player down the floor. So we were both able to kick the ball up the floor to her. Um, but she made some really tough shots in the paint. She finished, got herself to the free throw line. So I felt like um, she played with a lot of maturity all last week. You know, it was one of those weeks where we had three games and and it was like she played a little bit more um, comfortable and a little bit more mature in each game last week. So really proud of just how she's improving and um, how her self-confidence and her awareness are growing every week.
1: Now, when I spoke to you back in October for basketball preview days, you had talked about joining the league and you didn't know what to expect in the WAC coming from the Southland conference. Now that you're six games into conference play, what have you learned about this league and what it's going to take to finish in the top half of this conference?
3: Yeah, Uh, we knew that it was going to be tough night after night. My gosh, every game is so close. And, um, you know, even when you see a score that's, you know, maybe a eight to ten point victory if you go back and watch the game at some point you know it was just like one possession game in the fourth quarter and I think that's what we're going to see you know night after night are these really close ball games and um, there's really good coaches in the league good individual players very different styles of play and so you know the, the Thursday Saturday schedule is interesting because you've got Friday to learn about your Saturday opponent and which I love that and it's all relative you know like our opponents only have one day to get ready for us on Saturdays as well. Um, but, Holly, different styles of play. Um, you know, I, I think the coaches are really, really good. So, you know, the the thing that we have been telling our players all along and now, you know, with six, six games under our belt, I think they're starting to understand that every possession is really important. Um, you know, we, we lost a close game to Grand Canyon on Thursday, but it wasn't the what happened in the last minute of the game. It was the second quarter you know, like the second quarter, we let some things get away from us. And so, um, I think your your players just have to understand, you know, like we've got to take care of things, pos- just possession after possession, because all of these games, they're probably going to come down to the wire. And so it's things you do not not just at the end of the game, but, you know, throughout the course of the game that are going to be important. But, um, you know, we we were excited to join the WAC. We felt like it was going to be a stronger basketball conference. And um, so far, it's it's everything that we thought it was going to be. It's it's going to be really tough night after night, which I don't know. That, that's exciting to me. I, I think it's awesome.
1: You mentioned playing that complete game, playing every single quarter to the best of your ability. When you have players coming in and out of COVID protocols and you have, you know, next man up mentality and having other people step in, how do you encourage and teach your players to play that full complete game so that, you know, it doesn't come down to the wire like it did against grand Canyon.
3: Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it goes back to just your practice and, um, You know, we all have these really high practice expectations, but things that you don't correct in practice, things that you allow in practice, that's what you're going to see in the game. And so, I think it comes back to just your daily routine, your daily practices, like you have to be very um, uh, specific and as coaching, like we have to pay attention to details and make sure that our players are – taking each possession and practice seriously and like it's not okay to have a bad closeout here it's not okay not to block out in this possession because in a game this could be the difference between winning and losing or this could be the difference in a you know a tie ball game or now like a four-point swing you know because we didn't block out or we didn't close out correctly so I think a lot of that just goes to how you're practicing and what kind of situations um, you know that your players are going through in practice but um, you know we've We've played without players. We play without uh, four players, three players, we play without a coach. And we're on the road a little bit shorthanded again this week. And so uh, but but it's no different than any other program in a in the country. Like everybody's dealing with this. And and so, you know, as a staff, we've talked about like how are we going to navigate it? You know, we're just going to figure it out and every game's going to look a little bit different if we're shorthanded. Um, but again, you know, nobody's immune to it. Everybody's having to deal with, you know, people being missing and, um, you know, changing up your lineups and, uh, we just have to do a good job of navigating that and I, I would think as a player though even if you're not like a starter maybe you're not playing as many minutes as you want like that should be your motivation like I've got to bring my A game every day I've got to you know earn playing time every day and then you know if somebody's not there like my minutes may go up you know my role may completely change and and I'm, I'm not big on like defining roles like you are the six man you know um, I just want our players to bring their best version every day and we tell them you you earn your playing time every Day in practice. And so, you know, as a player, that should motivate you. Like, you never know uh, when someone's going to be out and your number's going to be called to come in and play even more than normal.
1: That is a great point. Now, we spoke before and you had no grad transfers in previous years. This season, you come in, you have three. How important has their leadership been? And they've popped up in several games and played big minutes for you.
3: Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're three of our top, you know, six or seven players. And uh, we, uh, and probably just about every game we've had at least two super seniors that have started for us. Uh, and they, they've been incredible, you know, just their veteran leadership, their experience. Um, you know, I feel like the the older team we can have on the floor when we need to make a push, when we need to write the ship, um, it has really helped us because they've been in those tight situations. They've been in a situation where you need to get a stop and you need to score. And so they're, um, just their maturity, their veteran experience has been invaluable to us. And so it's something that we wanna do every year. We wanna have grad transfers every year. It's been awesome. And I know that, um, you know, we've been really blessed. The three that we got, they're, they're awesome young women and they're really great fits in our style of play, uh, great fits on our campus. Um, but it is uh, something that's gonna be there for a while. I think, you know, we're gonna see big numbers of grad transfers again in the portal. And so uh, we'll probably go try to try to get one again.
1: Now we got to talk about you're out west. you're on a road trip out west. you got Seattle u and then California Baptist, the team that won the WAC tournament last year, obviously a big team to beat in this league. How prepared do you feel like your team is right now
3: um i'm I'm very thankful we have another practice today uh, to get ready for our Seattle game. Um, gosh, they have uh, so many good pieces in every position and I know they've been hit hard with the virus and, you know, they've had a lot of different lineups and, and, uh, had to rely on different players, but I think they're really good. Uh, playing it in someone else's house is uh, a little difficult. You know, you've got to bring your defensive intensity on the road with you. Um, but we, you know, we feel good about going into Seattle. Uh, we really try to take everything one day at a time. And so today is just simply practice for that Seattle game and we'll talk about Cal Baptist after the game on Thursday Um, but we're excited you know this is our our first adventure in Seattle Washington and we'll head down to Riverside on Friday and um, just kind of a neat part of the country um, that I probably shouldn't even say this but we were waiting for our baggage at baggage claim and I asked a group of our players like hey has anybody ever been to Washington and and one of our freshmen said yeah I uh I went there a few years ago, we toured the White House, and I was like, no, wrong Washington, like, it's the state of Washington, that's Washington, D.C., and so I guess we should have pulled a map out to show where the western side of um, the country is, but um, anyway, we've had a great day, you know, it's cold and kind of rainy, you saw a bunch of fish at the fish market today, you know, just, just different things that, you know, our kids wouldn't see in Abilene, Texas, but, uh, you know, we're excited to be here, you um, you know, just Just experiencing the whack on the road this week.
1: Lastly, when I spoke to you guys earlier, it seemed like you guys were such a close-knit team, and that was the beginning of this season. How close has this group gotten, and how much have you seen that chemistry off the court transfer to the way that you guys play on the court?
3: Um, I I would just speak to – our last four games, um, you know, we played without starters. We played without teammates. And I felt like every game our players really rose to the occasion. Um, you know, we won at Sam Houston very, very shorthanded there. And our players just all stuck together. And they they believed in what we were asking them to do. We had to tweak some things just because we were shorthanded. And they did a great job with that. Um, we, you know, lost a close game on Thursday night. And then Saturday we we dug ourselves a deep hole and and no one threw in the towel. Our bench got even louder and more encouraging. Halftime, they were really coaching each other up. And I think that speaks volumes to how much they love each other. And, you know, they care about making this season a really special season. You know, we only get this first season in the whack one time and we want it to be a memorable season. And so our players are, they're preparing in that way and they're playing games in that way too. And I think you know, if you don't care about each other, if you don't trust your teammates, you don't love them, um, you don't see your team come together when you're, you know, in those battles. And so I, I would say that we continue to grow together as a team. And, and this is really a team that that does truly care about one another.
2: So Coach Goodenough and Adeline Christian in Seattle, actually, when you talk to her in the Emerald City. So it's yeah. quite a uh, distance to get from abilene texas quite to the flight seattle washington it, but their first time playing there i believe correct the first time they as a team gone to seattle so they yeah. wanted to take in the uh, sights and sounds of uh what's happening there and i've told you this is, that's one of my favorite road trips uh, seattle is a fantastic city you got the ocean you got the guy throwing the fish <laughs> you got you got starbucks you know the first one ever right there on the on the pier and then you got the mountains you got mount Mount olympus this fantastic mountain just shoots up out of nowhere so it's uh and it's a huge city you know it's got everything you'd ever need so
1: well so what you're pointing out here is when i go to washington for outdoor track and field yes I won't be coming back for a week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's, uh, and that's one of the great things about the WAC. I mean, you had a chance to go to Phoenix. What what a great place that was. I went to Abilene for the first time, and you get a chance to stay there for three, four, five days and and kind of take in the city and check out some yeah. of the restaurants in the area and went to Tarleton, went to the Hard Eight, one of the most fantastic barbecue places I've ever been to. So that's that's one of the fun parts of our job is, is being able to visit all of our campuses and all the different places that they are. And, I mean, there's a reason that they put colleges and universities in these in these places because they're pretty cool.
1: That is true. I did see uh, I had some Texas Roadhouse and Chili's in Phoenix. I mean, <laughs> where can you get that elsewhere? <laughs> that was only because we finished so late and that was all that was open. So not going <laughs> to knock. I'm sure there's I, great I've, food I've, in Yes, Phoenix. I, I will say.
2: <laughs> and when we go to Mesa, Arizona for baseball at the end of May. There's some great places. Mesa you know, a little outside of Phoenix. So it's enough outside of Phoenix kind of has its own vibe Ah. to it. Uh, But the city of of Mesa has been great to work with the last five years that I've been here. And they bring food into the press box. And it's a lot of local restaurants, that kind of thing. So that's, uh, you know, media members always love the free food.
1: The media food. I live for the press (laughs) box food. Live for it. <laughs> but anyway past all that whack all access let's go there let's go to ig live so next week we have a wonderful guest joining us on wednesday so not thursday we didn't actually have one on thursday today if you were looking for it
2: i mean you said on every, it, thursday. every thursday so I know. i'm sure people just blindly tune in on thursday and there's nothing there yeah
1: if you were on ig i apologize i should have made it
2: just saying <laughs> we, we get it when we can yeah and this this will be a great one jojia quizera was the 15th pick 16th 15th, 15th pick
1: overall in the
2: mls draft going from utah valley to montreal fc and that'll be fun to talk to him because uh he kind of caught us a little by surprise, not that he was drafted, but that he was the first player from yeah. the WAC drafted because we saw some mock drafts. Isai Eastley from GCU potentially going in the top 10. Goes in the first round, yeah. but was not in the top 10. And and Joe Jaya was our, our first pick. And then, of course, Justin Rasmussen, also a first-round pick. So if you saw WAC in the day last week, uh, that was our featured topic. Was it was the first time in conference history that we had three first-round picks and also the first time. Six overall selections, so shows you the quality of WAC men's soccer by the MLS drafting six players, three in the first round as well. This week for WAC in the day, our topic will be Teddy Allen in his 41-point game and and some of the things. Uh, first time uh, we've had a WAC player score 40 cents first time in New Mexico State players uh, scored 40 cents first time somebody in the pan-american center scored 40 cents so some of those questions will be answered whack of the day this friday
1: Ooh, i'm excited to watch that and maybe. make it <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe you can write it
1: <laughs> Well, that's how I get ahead of ourselves here <laughs> but anyway <laughs> tons of great content um once again, we just got to highlight, dress your pet in whack gear. You can win tickets to WAC Vegas. You
2: already have some stiff competition. We do. Uh, when does that contest end?
1: It ends Friday. So tomorrow at, I'm assuming around 5 p.m. is what we've been doing it at yeah. Mountain time. So I would think it would be the same. One doesn't really know. Check our Twitter and our Facebook and you can comment the picture. And if you go on Twitter, you can see I had my parents' cats wear a whack hat. That's super cute. So you should just go and look at it anyway.
2: Yeah. There were I know the New Mexico state the Bulldog. That's 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 a good one. That
1: was cute. And
2: just so you know, it's it is a somewhat random uh yeah. way of, of selecting, so don't blame Kendra if you if you don't win. Right, so don't I don't even me. do
1: anything. I have nothing to do with the selection. <laughs> so even the TikTok that we were telling you guys to follow, I did not pick the winner.
2: Right, and wait, we, we did have a winner uh, this past week for T.J. Saucito. getting the uh, being one of our followers on TikTok, and you don't just have to get tickets. I mean, it's actually becoming a nice account to follow.
1: Yeah, actually, do follow that account yeah. even if you haven't, because more things will will be doing exclusively Whoa. on tiktok and so you may be following our twitter and our facebook and our instagram i hope you're following all those but if you're not following our tiktok you're not going to get what you get on those
2: and that is whack underscore vegas yep. so right now it's a basketball specific uh tiktok account but not
1: for long no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> so but i uh, keep, keep an eye out for that so Want to thank everybody for following us on TikTok. Want to thank everybody for listening to us on the WAC Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.